now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. See, a United States Astro Robot becomes a creature of death. And these. We have come here to this planet for one purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast from Class the Colts on the Cheese in Between. The movies are B, but the entertainment is grade A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. And I'm John Winscape, my manager, and Al Giaconetti. Hey, Jason, how are you? It's been... Uh, the movie that we have today, um, I, I must say, I, I don't believe I've ever seen it in its entirety. I've probably seen uh, snippets of it um, on in trailers, but uh, I want to thank you for letting me watch it because... Uh, this is one heck of a movie. The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Yeah, we'll get to it right after this. You've lost the urge to experiment. Oh, every time you touch me, I go out of my mind. alive by experimental science, by a man whose abnormal passions inspired him to try the impossible. I brought her back. She'll live and I'll get her another body. Yes. What of her soul? How can you make of her an experiment of horror? His mad ambitions and desires threaten every woman possessing an attractive body. Girls whose measurements make them beauty contest participants. Professional figure models such as this. All are prey to his distorted desires. What's locked behind that door? Horror. No normal mind can imagine. Something even more terrible than you. Horror has its ultimate. And I'm that. Behind that door is the sum total of Dr. Cortner's mistakes. He intends to kill somebody. Drop 
The Brain That Wouldn't Die was released May 3rd, 1962 with an 82-minute running time by American International Pictures. Your director is Joseph Green. Joseph Green also wrote the story with Rex Carlton. Rex Carlton is one of the producers along with uh, Mort Landsberg as well. Your stars here are Jason Evers. Uh, Jason Evers was also... Um, he was in the 1963 television drama Channing. Um, he passed away in 2005. And then uh, um, Virginia Leith, who uh, here is, you know, is plays Jan. Um, and she actually was in um, several movies in the 50s uh, and leading up into this. And then she then didn't act again until she was in Beretta and Starsky and Hutch and stuff like that in, in 77 oh. and then retired from... But she was in, um, like... Uh, back back to like the, in, the, in the 50s she, she was a younger actress obviously she was in uh, like Sing Boy Sing and uh, Toward the Unknown Kiss Me Before Dying things like that yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. The, the, the the 20th Century Fox Hours a TV show she was on some t some TV stuff yeah, okay. um, as, as well um, and then your like I said your distribution was American International Pictures your budget supposedly uh, is $62,000 I don't believe it mm. estimated <laughs> <laughs> Estimated sixty three thousand um, dollars. So uh, this movie, um, as as you'll hear, has actually actually has other titles as well. It was also known for a while as the brain that couldn't die instead of wouldn't die. And um, we'll get to the, the other title because that's the title on the back of the movie, which doesn't match the title on the front of the movie. But we'll talk about that as we go. Um, this movie was actually when it was released, it actually played on a double feature with Invasion of the Star Creatures. Uh, and obviously in double features in movie theaters, and I'm assuming it had to be drive-ins as well. This is definitely drive-in uh, fodder. All right, so um, where are we here? Okay, so the plot. Okay, our story opens with Dr. Bill Cortner uh, saves a patient who has been pronounced dead um, by the senior surgeon who is his father. Uh, and but then um, and the father then says he's condemning his on on on. Try it again unorthodox methods and transplant theories. Okay, so let's stop there for a second. <laughs> so um, you open on a person dying and these people trying to save said person and they don't do a good job of doing that. Well, I got to tell you, I, that opening scene that everybody, well, everybody, the, the old doctor and, and and his son, they're very cavalier about a patient who died on the operating table. There was no respect for him. It's just, all right, we got a dead body here. And... Uh, you know, but but right away when when the father talks to the son, uh, you get the son says I can bring him back. It to me it was the, right away was the Frankenstein complex. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to throw this out there early. So uh, uh, the young doctor Corder, Cortner, which is Bill, um, he reminds me like of a demented professor from Gilligan's Island. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, if you look at him, those of you who are uh, either Gilligan's Island fan or This Island Earth or whatever else that guy was in, you kind of look at him you're like, oh, I could see it. He definitely has that kind of thing. And uh, and this. Nothing says this is 1960-something than the fact that literally everyone is smoking like in every, every scene. scene. Every scene people are smoking. I know I didn't notice it as much. Um, like, again, some movies you don't notice it because there's other stuff happening. He, literally, I think the doctor has a cigarette in his either in his lips or in his hand the entire movie. Like, he's yeah. always smoking. Well, the, yeah, no. No, but I'm just saying this. Yeah. But it's, but it's, but it's, it seems more than like, normal. It might not be, but it just strikes me more. As like well. I, I must say this: they were, they at least they all were wearing gloves. Yes, but you know, but when, but they they used so much talcum powder that when they took the gloves off, there was like this little explosion. Yeah. Puff. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I've got to mention this right away. The uh, the set design, whoever that whoever did that, some of that sixty three thousand was probably uh, put here because I think I, I I can tell you where some of the the other money went. But the set design is about a dollar forty nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean it's Minimal. cardboard. It's cardboard walls. Yeah, and it and at and at some point, the the the, the two doctors go behind this 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 partition to wash their hands. When 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 other people are walking in the same place, you don't see them because it's just a cardboard wall without the the opening. Uh, so I must tell you this, I. As I'm watching this movie, I mean, I, I give all of the movies, you know, their due, and uh, I, obviously you're waiting for the for the reveal, but I, I must have had two or three really good belly laughs with this movie for what for what happens, and we'll get to them as as yeah. we go along. So um, we meet Jan at this point, who is uh, Bill's fiance, um, and. So this leads us to the point where they're going to go off to the country house. So while driving to the family's country house, Courtner and his uh, fiance uh, Jan Compton become involved in a car accident that decapitates her. Okay, let's stop there. So um, he's like, we have to hurry up because he gets right. a phone call that he has to go there. And it's like, like I don't know, they're driving fine. And then like he forgets how to drive. Yeah. Like he literally is like, I don't know how to drive anymore. Well, I know, well, they, they show him putting his foot down on the gas. But it's one thing to drive fast, yeah. but like he forgot what a car does, right? Especially, and it, you know, he's driving a beautiful. I think it's a Chrysler, um, whatever. But it's, it's a convertible. convertible, yeah. And but again, this I thought that the scenes going to the to the uh, the the summer the country house were done really well because they mounted the camera on either on uh, on the 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 passenger side uh, door high and then low. And as as the you can honestly and again when a car's going twenty miles an hour but you've got a camera that's that's mounted at the wheel height it looks like it's going sixty and that was very effective because you knew that there was going to be a crash yeah and then the crash happens but they don't show the crash and they well fact, no because crash costs money yeah crash costs <laughs> money but again part of that sixty three thousand had to be the rental of that car that yeah, they used right that's that what I'm day. saying is a lot of it was I rented this car. I rented, I built this cardboard set, whatever. So, um, so yeah, she is decapitated. Courtney recovers um, her severed head and rushes to his country house, uh, the basement laboratory. Wrapped in his, yeah, in his, his coat. coat, right? Him and his uh, um, crippled assistant, Kurt, revived the head with a liquid-filled tray. Uh, so let's just stop there for a second. So the, we get Kurt is the, uh, is, we learn is a sur was a surgeon who has lost the use of his, of one of his hands. Um, and now they're trying to re re regenerate his hand. He's the one who called and said there was something wrong. He had to come back for her. Cause it turns out, as we know, Bill is experimenting on arms and legs and stuff. And just in case you're worried, this is not the crawling hand. That's a different movie from around the same time. Um, that uh, he they're, he's trying to re learn how to revive tissue and, and have it come back to life. Right, just like Frankenstein. Right, but yeah. the the difference is is that um, it, well you'll see. Uh, so he puts Jan's head in a tray and he has the serum he puts in there. Now this serum is the new one he's been working on and it works and it Jan's head comes back to life. Yeah, you know what, what the thing is what as he's they show quite a bit of him. You know, pouring this vial into this. Right. Vial. Yeah. I said, I'm watching this thing, and this is where I had one of my laughs. I said, um, 
I'm not sure what uh, what what he's what what it looks like. It looks like he's making coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's, that's so. So Jan um, wakes, but she's in agony and begs to let and begs Bill to let her die. Uh, he ignores her pleas, and of course, uh, you know because he's got other plans, and she's starting to grow to resent him now. I'm going to be honest with you. This, that, So we had Jan like as a full human for you know a little bit in the beginning, and right. she's fine. I think her acting as the head in the pan is the best part of this exactly. movie. Exactly. She is so good as Jan in the pan. Yeah. So, okay. So the term Jan in a pan is, you've, I've said it all the time, right? <laughs> but that's what it is. Um, for those misty people, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Jan in a pan, like her acting is great. She actually steals the entire movie. Yeah. It's like because she's so good and she has nothing but just her face. No, no hand expression. I mean, she literally, this poor lady is sitting on the ground with a table yeah. slid around her and and then whatever. Um, there, so there's a model kit of this, that old dimensional designs model kit of yeah, this, and it's which, really which is really good. And everyone's like, oh my God, I know that kit. I'm like, would you have it? No, no one ever has it because everyone was like, I don't want to build all that because it's all tiny little tubes and right. wires and pieces. Yeah. So everyone thinks it looks awesome in a picture or someone else having it, yeah. not something well, you want to build. I got to tell you this, if we ever see it built, for sale. Okay, at, but that's a different story. Yeah, but yeah, but, I, I, but I think about sitting but, down and building that. This, no, is, this it, is an early '90s garage yeah, kit. And you are, and you are an outstanding modeler. Uh, but and, I don't want to build it. You don't. I don't want to build it. Either. It's too many pieces. It's, it's too many little pieces. People are like, oh, what's the big deal? Like a lot of little tiny. Like everything is tiny and little. And it's since it's so old, the castings. I don't know if the castings, they might right. be garbage. It, it might just it, literally be like there's nothing there. And then you're just like, I'm just re-sculpting a whole kit, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the thing, the, the one of the things that, that I, I, I thought that the head was more towards the end of the movie, but the, the head is put into the pan at 20 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. And so that means there's another six, there's another hour. Right. So, well, but they're not with her the whole hour. So, you know. No, no, no. They're he, not with he's her busy. All, but he, but he, well, <laughs> well, now... I, now, I mean, what, 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 where this movie is going now? He's got a head in a pan, and his his idea is to graft that head onto another body. Right now, if I was a man, what kind of body would I want to put in? So where does he go? He goes to a strip. Well, board. we're gonna get there. Dad. We yeah, gotta, I, we gotta, we gotta well, get there. Hang but on. That's the next. Hang thing. on. So, so then, so, um, so he leaves. Jan uh, is head in the pan, and then she leaves Kurt, and then there's something in the closet. Oh, yeah. And all we know is that there's something in the closet. We don't know what's in the closet, and it's banging a lot and making a lot of noise, but it's in the closet. So Bill decides he's going to commit murder to obtain a body for Jan. Um, he's starting to look for a suitable specimen at a burlesque club, right? Uh, and then... That didn't work out what? <laughs> because the one girl blows up his spot. Like he's got this girl all lined up, and the other one comes in, and he's like, "Oh no, now I gotta yeah. well, kill two people." But, there, but there, this is, but there's a little more to that. The he goes into the burlesque club, and the the blonde is yeah. dancing, right? And so he's sitting, he's sitting at the edge of, of one of the tables, smoking, and the, uh, another girl, a, a brunette. Again, it's black and white, so I'm, I'm assuming it's yeah. brunette. Starts to oogle him, you know, eye him and everything. And so he looks at her. And then when the, when the uh, the blonde finishes her dance, she goes and sits down next to him. So he moves over to the blonde. The look on the brunette's face, and if you can read lips, she says, well, I never. And she gets up and walks and walks away. And that was one another one. I, that, that was a typical, you know, well, I never. 
that about in the 1950s and 60s. Right. Because, you know, she wouldn't have said, you know, F well, right, right, or whatever. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So, but it was thing- funny, but, but it, it, it comes back because it plays back again. Well, no, but I'm saying, but they also have the line when they're, when they, when they come in and now he's like, now he's scared off because he doesn't want to, he can't be seen as the last person with this woman before she disappears. Yeah, well, right. She tells her to keep her G string on. Right. I think it's 1962 and there's reference to a G string in a, I don't know, this movie doesn't have a rating, but like it's, it's this is like right. G, PG, whatever, right? I just thought it was so funny because that's such a thing you would now, G-string is not even a thing people think about anymore, but it's like a, it's it was a, it was a, a stripper thing, right. right? Or a burlesque show kind of thing. Well, but but see, now it's that commonplace. Well, the, the, the brunette says that because now he's making out, in the, 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 the blonde stripper goes into her, uh, her room and he follows her in. And as a matter of fact, they even... They all, she opens the door and leaves it half open. He then gets up and keeps looking around to make sure nobody sees him go right. in, and he goes in there. So in the next couple of minutes, they're, they're getting to know each other, okay? Then all of a sudden, the brunette walks in, so she really wasn't just a customer. She's, the, she's another dancer. And the two of them, and that's when she says, keep your G-string on. Right. Then the two of them get into a cat fight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the worst is, and I don't know, you watched yours on your alpha video, whatever. I watched the quote-unquote unrated cut uh, that is shown on IMDb TV. It's exactly the same cut. But they they actually at this point put cat sounds in. (laughs) And then a cat's head shows up. Right. Well, the kid, there was... Right. But there's... Right. At the very end, there's a cat head. But they put... I went, I was like, Really? Really? Is that what makes us unrated? Like, because we just take a little, you know, pot shots at... Anyway... The whole thing is he, that's a, he strikes out there. So then he's driving on the street and he's eyeing this woman up and down. Wait, everybody, now, yo, did, every single woman. Yeah, right, there's but, like five or six. Right, every woman. Before he gets. To here's the, the thing, and this is where people are like, oh, you, he, why didn't someone call the cops? It's 1962. How you call on the cops? You're gonna go run into someone's house and call the cops. You're gonna run to a payphone and call the cops. Nowadays, someone would have just shot a video of him and put it on, uh, you know, TikTok and Facebook and whatever, and he'd be like, you know, some crazy stalker. But he's eyeing these women up and down, trying to evaluate whether he wants to abduct them. Right? Okay. Like, so, so the, some look at him and, and smile, and some just keep their yeah. their, their eyes so, to the but ground. But this is. But remember, I said he kind of. I can't again. He reminds me of like a, like the, the professor. He's like a real creepy version of the professor, right? From but like he's like, well, he's just leering at all these women, and I'm like, okay, like yeah. it's this. This is where I think this movie falls apart. Anytime Bill's involved, and it's not Bill, no, it's this Bill involved, right. I think he's the weak link. Like, oh, I, th- yeah. I definitely think he's the weak link. He's not a great actor either. I'm not trying no. to be mean, but he's not very, he's like, well, my he, father can't help you. I'm like, dude. Well, he was, you know? I thought, he, I, I thought no. he was a little okay, but again, here's, here's a, he's, he's not looking for just any woman. She's got to be a, a, a Marilyn yeah. Monroe type. Yeah. The- well, no, he's not even looking at Marilyn Monroe types. That's the thing. Is he Marilyn Monroe? It would have more of a figure to it. He's looking at like he, I mean, some of them, yes, but then the other ones, he's like, well, okay, I guess she's. The, he's just looking for the perfect body, right? And again, so, the the I don't know. It's well, the thing, but as he's driving here, I mean, we'll get this is as he's driving, one woman, uh, you know, looks at him and recognizes him. Yeah. And so she then leans in the car, and you see his face light up. I got her. I got her. And she, she, he says, uh, she says, uh, well, she he, wants him to go judge the beauty contest. Yeah, she says, I, I want to go judge the. So he says, fine. So get in the car. 
But just before they take off, another woman who's friends of the of the woman says, uh, "What are you doing?" So I'm going to the to the beauty contest. So and so. He says, well, get in. There's plenty of room. So now here's another. Wait, but get in. Get in, right? Well, wait. Get in. Not the back seat, which is totally open. Oh, no. no. Sit across the front. No, like, let's see, just keep piling people in the. No, but, but believe it or not, back then, those cars were so much bigger than, than cars of today that sitting three across in the front was the standard. No, you, I understand that, Dad. But I'm saying is, well, no, like, so she could have, she could have, like, hell, I opened the door, let her get in the back seat because yeah. it's another convertible. So she also could have, like, Duke Sahajard that thing right. and hopped in. So he then <laughs> he then drives them to the to the the, the beauty yeah. contest. Yeah. And I must say this: there's there's a word that probably not too many people know, but it's called pokeritude. And the the women in this in this movie, especially the ones in the bathing suits, they are beautiful. Every one of them. And they all have great figures, and so he's looking at the at, at the ones on there, and he I probably realizes that even the one he's he's eyeing up there, he can't get, and so what happens is the they're trying to judge who the best body is, and the the woman that he that is, is now is was his friend says I know somebody who has even a better right. figure. This is the second best body I've ever seen. Thing. Yeah, but. The, but, but Doris had a but better Doris body. Doris had a better figure. And he said, well, why isn't she here? He says, well, she was in an accident. But you remember, she was in the accident. He's like, oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. again. And we don't know what accident No, no. But here's in. the thing is, it Doris is like his old girlfriend. Yeah. Right? So he doesn't even know who Doris is at first. His So someone he's friends with would say, Doris, these people all went to school together. Yeah. How many Dorises does he know that were in a car accident? That's what I'm saying. He's like, well, was it this Doris? Or which, what, we had seven Dorises, and, nine, and like, <laughs> there was nine different accidents. So what's the probability that, anyway. So, yeah. So while all of this is going on, right, we cut back to Jan, still in the pan. Yeah. And now she's able to telepathically talk to the creature in the closet. Right. And this is the best parts of the movie. Like I found myself bored when Bill's on screen and yeah. Jan, Jan's talking. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And she's talking to the creature behind the door. And she's saying, well, how ugly could you be? You can't be more hideous than me. That she's the most hideous thing in the world. I'm just a head with no body. And all you hear is it banging on the door. Right. And Kirk's like, all right, enough of that. Enough, enough, enough. And you know, you're right. The thing that about her, her performance is that She's using her eyes to to, to emote emotion, mm -hmm. and it was really she did a really great job. Yeah, but so, the, but that thing behind the door. Uh, well, know, the not thing is, two we, times if you right, <laughs> right, it's all knock, knocking yeah. on the door, right? So then, uh, Kurt um, Kurt leaves the hatch, the door unlocked uh, after, and then the monster reaches out and tears Kurt's arm. Mm -hmm. Completely off, like just rip it right off his body and his good arm. And I could just feel him going, No, no, not my good arm. Yeah. Right? He ripped his good arm off. And then, of course, Kurt bleeds out on the ground. Well, but it's more than that. This scene, this scene lasts a, a yeah. good couple of minutes. Yeah. And one thing they did here is that yeah, forget about the fact that the, 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 the set design was, was poor. His arm is now ripped off, and obviously it's not. You can't see that it's blood because it's black and white. Well, yeah, but it's it's but dark. Wherever he 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 leans up against something is is making a mark. Like there's blood trails on the yeah, wall. Yeah, no, it's good. But he, this. But you can see his arm under but, the coat. You know, this was this was his. I don't know if he was just a you know a, a one shot actor. We don't know. Yeah. But this was his Academy Award moment. He just the, he just bounces from wall to wall. 
and gets on the floor, does a Harryhausen type of death scene where he rattles yeah. and then dies. But it was, I, I'm watching this and I'm saying, that was pretty good. Yeah. So the thing is, his death scene here, um, for those of you who are fans of Patton Oswald, Patton Oswald described him trying to drink a cup of coffee in the background and trying to get some like FaceTime during McHale's Navy. And they just threw him off the set because he was like being too hammy. Right? right. This guy here, they're like, look, who else we got? Nobody. All right. Go for it, Steve. It's all you. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But he definitely puts blood on the wall. So in, if this was a comedy you would do the same thing. Oh, no. So a naked gun or on police squad. Right. Oh, no. And he'd be like, I have to fix this. And he's like bleeding everywhere, right? The blood spraying everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not the picture of my grandmother. Like, oh, no. Like, and so, um, but he dies. And that to Jan is hysterical. She loves it, which is why I think that she plays it really well. And we don't see, we only see the creature's giant arm. We don't see anything else so far, right? right? He's ripped the guy's arm. Meanwhile, Bill is uh, back and he's now at Doris's place. And okay, so these pervs who are whatever they are taking the pictures of yeah, her. Yeah, there was like four or five cameramen. Okay, so some of them have cameras, like right. real looking cameras. cameras. And then other guys got like, Literally, I don't know if it's like the pictures are going to come. I, mean, I feel like there's no film in these things. Like, no, no, it's just they, like well, Instamatic kind of like. Well, you know, you, on an Instamatic, yeah, yeah, there was one guy who had a Kodak Instamatic. He was the one that the, the more that, that did more of the leering. Yeah. Uh, you cannot just keep clicking away. Yeah. There's only 12 pictures in the. Right, that's in, what I'm saying. In the, in the, and you have to, and in the, in, on an Instamatic, you have, to, you, have to, you have to roll You have to roll it. Yeah. The other guys have got maybe Nikons or whatever. Much better cameras. And those you can take a lot of pictures. But the uh, Doris is, I mean, she's gorgeous. And she has on the least amount no, of... No, she's stark naked. She's naked. When she's sitting there, she's naked. 100%. You can see the top of her butt. She's not wearing anything. That, if oh, she's, no, no. That, it, but but, it's, but, it, but it's, she does have a, that, a, like a bikini on. No, she does not. That's the whole point. She's naked. When she's sitting, she never turns to the camera. You only get the backside of her, of her, of like a little bit of cheeks. She never turns. You never get any side. She, she might have been actually wearing clothes. The implication is that she is naked. There's no straps in the back. Well, when, the, when does she sit? I mean, because then, after, then she after, gets up and puts the robe on when they're all like walking out. She's like, "All right, boys, we're done." And she yeah, puts the robe you, on. Well, but when she goes, I'm, she goes behind the the, the curtain and right. gets changed. She puts the, the clothes on. Well, That's the whole thing. She's not even wearing like bottoms. So am I. So the, the 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 version that I saw, where it looked like she has on a two piece bathing suit. No, I, unless I'm wrong, the version I saw, you can actually start, it appears she's wearing nothing. Wow. Okay. Well, well, the the version that I had, I said she had the least amount of the least. I mean, she's not wearing a lot suit. of clothes on. She had the least amount of bathing suit, and she's she's gorgeous looking. Yeah. And then when then then yeah, and then she sits down next to. But the, she has this robe on. The has, robe on. The robe that on that only goes. But she puts on like that's when she gets up. She puts on her bottoms. She puts the robe on, and now she's got a robe that goes to like her belly button okay. and bottoms on. You but you got a different version. I don't know. I, I watched the version that's on IMDb. That's considered the unrated, uncensored well, version, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it was different. I don't know. The movie itself plays no differently. There's no additional scenes. There's no additional dialogue. There's no nothing different. So I don't know what's rated, not rated, censored, uncensored. Okay. Not 100% sure. I can't find anything about it. Well, again. It just was the version that I had for free. I didn't have to walk downstairs and dig right. out my copy. Otherwise, I could have just watched the Misty of it, which is really funny. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Well, 
the whole thing is she's now so so she pulls back her hair to show where her scar is and of course bill doesn't turn away he's like well, we can fix, fix this us. and you know he starts saying exactly what she Wait, wants he's to looking hear from her neck down yeah right? well he even says to her well i'm gonna fix your face and then cut off your head and put a <laughs> i'm gonna cut it off and use your body with someone else and she's uh -huh, like you're uh -huh, joking he's right. like all right right i feel like it's the it's the you know the meme where the guy kind of looks it looks back like, okay, you know, wait, he told you exactly what he's doing. He's not even lying. That's the <laughs> worst part of it. Anyway, so he convinces her to come back to his place um, where he says that his dad is there and they're going to do the plastic surgery to fix her. So he makes her a drink and she doesn't trust men. She hates all men because of this accident. I don't, we don't even know what happens to the accident, yeah. but something happened in the accident and Bill had her back back then. But she's like, oh, that's right. You did have my back. But he doesn't know who she is, Right. Like he literally, when he's talking to her, as if he's never met this woman. Right. Like, I'm wondering if they met that day on set and never spoke again. again. I'm just saying. It was a one and done. Okay, Bill, get this right. And let's get the thing in the only, cut and print. You know, when, 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 the only thing I could think of is that he might have met her at a dance. No, no. no. She, they're with, dating. Along with her posse. No, but that's the whole point. They, they, she talks about, like, don't you remember? Like she, no, she, she says to him, don't you remember when we used to be? Like, they were an item. Like, he literally knows this woman, but he's looking at her like he's never seen her before. I mean, in the scar, the scar that hasn't disfigured the front of her face. No, it's just a scar on her side of her, her hair, face. Her hair is just... Right, that's what I'm saying. Well, he okay. literally is looking at her. That's what that's what I'm saying. There's there's no continuity to what he's doing. He he says things that you would say if you knew somebody, but he's looking at her like he's never seen, seen this her. woman in his entire life. Well, again, up, his eyes are not looking up. No, but... But dad, the thing is, okay. I, I understand. There are people that I haven't seen in 30 years, right? right? And, and like, holy crap, yeah. like you look different. Exactly. Th this is supposed to be within a few years. Yeah. Well, no, nobody's really old here. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So if, if I saw someone from college that I knew that I don't know, I'm not even, even if it was someone I just, like I was on the track team with me. So maybe I only saw them like a couple hours every day. Yeah. Oh, hey, how's it going? Unless they've had some life altering event. Where they are no longer either like you know they they like they have their whole faces even then I still wouldn't be like oh I've never met you before like he's looking at her yeah. and interacting with her like and even she's if, he's never met her met her and even if you even if you 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 recognize them you might not remember the name exactly right you know. but he knew exactly who this oh, was yeah. so she said Doris oh yeah oh yeah like like uh, I felt like he was well oh, okay. oh yes that's um for now, those uh, third rock fans. Anyway, so he gets her back there, and now he gives her the drink. And, of course, she can't trust him, right? She, she gives the drink. And, of course, what does he do? He drugs her. He drugs because, her. exactly, her whole thing is, like, well, men are only after one thing, my body. And he's like, or he's, and he's like, well, I'm not exactly like other guys. Well, 100% you are. Like, the difference is they don't know other guy wants to cut her head oh. off and sew it on another head. But you drug her exactly like she thought was going to happen. And, of course, what happens is they, he drugs her and carries her to the lab. Jan, of course, protests because and this can't be good. So what does he do? He puts a piece of tape over her mouth. Yeah, she's like, well, I don't need to hear from you. So he tapes her <laughs> mouth. So let's just think for a minute. He wants to sew this woman's head onto this other body, giving her free range of motion, giving her the ability to slap and kick. Like, is this necessarily the best idea in the world? So, you know... I just, I'm gonna, we're almost done. We got like a minute and a half of the movie left. Anyway, do you know what this reminds me of? Remember, Re remember Reanimator? Yeah. Right? Who's going to believe you? You're nothing but a head. Get a job on a sideshow. Like, that joke is from this, is making fun of this idea. In Reanimator, the, that his head is in a pan. Right. It's this movie. This movie is yeah. so much bigger than, than the 62-minute running time it is, right? Um, but it's so funny, though, because what happens in that movie is the body's running around 
without the, the head. head. And it's like, no, to the left, right? <laughs> uh, you know, kind of thing, right? And so uh, when uh, now that Bill's got her quieted down because he's taped her mouth closed, um, Bill goes, to, uh, he's by the door for the, where the monster is. And he tells the monster to be quiet, right? So the monster, instead of just, it, so it, it rings through the hatch, right? And is grabbing at him. But now, instead of just grabbing and ripping his arm off, the door explodes. Like, yeah. it, he hits the door. Off the hinges. Off the hinges, right? It goes right down. And what comes out is a guy in really good shape with a mask on. Yeah. I mean, it, it could, I shouldn't say a mask. It's probably makeup. It's probably- Someone did that makeup. Yeah, but it looks like someone put a mask on him and then did makeup into the mask. Yeah, give you to give you a a, a, a comparison. He's looking in two directions at once. Yeah, it's, well, to <laughs> give you a comparison, um, the 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 you know, the guy in the Goonies, sloth, sloth is is that's the type of thing that you. Yes. See okay. Here. So yeah. So he's his his head is misformed. His eye is going the wrong way. Like it. It would be, I mean, they call him a monster in today's society would be uh, culturally insensitive, right. um, but that's what they refer to him in the movie. But he is, he's a big dude. I mean, whoever this guy is, and I don't know who the guy is, right. but whoever that guy is, he's a big, good, big dude in good shape and he's got makeup and partially, you know, it's probably, like, I say mask, I, I really don't mean mask. It's a, it's, it's no, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, an appliance. It's, it's, right. a, it's a face sort, appliance. Some sort of prosthetic, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it. The only problem is when when they had the one real close up, it looked a lot like silly putty. Yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look good. But no. I'm saying, but it's definitely applying. So what happens is um, then the monster breaks out, bites a giant chunk out of Bill's neck, neck. and Bill just bleeds out on the ground. <laughs> Why would he bite him? That's I don't know. I don't know. The, he didn't bite the other guy. No, the other guy's arm. Well, no, off. he ripped off his arm, and the arm went back into the room. So maybe he ate the arm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but so. the, but again, the 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 the. It's it's a very minimalistic yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, operating room or or anything or, or, or thing, the whole thing laboratory, but as soon as as soon as he he bites uh, Bill, uh, he, lots of blood comes out. Lots of blood. Lots comes of out. blood. And the next thing you know, a vial that that it, that makes well, the yeah. room go to fire. Well, no, because because there's 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 things bubbling away uh, and it sl- smashes things. Fire engulfs the room. Jan then has her line where she's like, "I told you to let me die." Right, and of course she starts laughing maniacally because she's going to get her wish, which is to die. The creature is picks up the um, Doris, Doris and is now dragging Doris out of the house. So there's all bunch of stuff. What's he going to do with Doris outside right. there? Do we want to know? Is that even allowed in these movies or any of that stuff? And then what happens is you fade to black and you have the maniacal laugh, and then the credits roll. That's one panel of credits, and what does it say right across the top, Dad? The head that wouldn't die. Yes, because they could not decide on a title, and they kept flip-flopping back and forth. And this is why, whenever we talk about this movie, I would say, the head that wouldn't die, because that's what it is. It's like, because we couldn't figure out the title. And because they said, well, we already have a title. Oh, we already have an end card. I'm not making a new one. We'll just use it. No one will know. 100% people saw that and were like, are you kidding? Because the didn't forget the name of the... It's only been 62 minutes. Unless you had a lot of severe head trauma, like Bill, yeah. uh, throughout the entire film, you, you didn't forget the name of the movie. Yeah. So... I think the, the movie's 82, not, not 62. It, but, what did I say? 60? No, 82. It's 82. But again... 82 minutes. But Sorry, it's, it's saying 62. But, but, it's 82, but, yeah. But the, you know what I mean? To, uh, to me, I'd say if to, you cut Bill out, this movie's way better. That's yeah. the only problem with it. If you can cut him out of this thing, it would be better. So, anyway... Um, so this movie was actually shot um, in and around Tarrytown, New York. 
Really? Uh, yeah, right down the road oh, here, okay. right? Um, under the working title, The Black Door. It was then later changed to The Head That Wouldn't Die. Some prints used both The Head That Wouldn't Die and The Brain That Wouldn't Die in the credits. Um, the monster in the closet was actually played by um, Eddie Camel, who was a well-known um, circus performer. Um, and was actually, uh, uh, he was... He was from the, he was from the Bronx and and or he, yeah he was in the Bronx yes he was down, he was from the Bronx, um, so this was a New York uh, yeah. movie um, although there's nothing in here that would tell you it's a New York movie like there's no no because uh, you can't the, even on the car where the car is driving it doesn't it doesn't at least for me because I that's I live there there's no way to 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 figure out whether he's on uh, a, a road that I knew or whatever. Again, that, to me, that was as I mentioned earlier. I thought that was that was well done. Uh, how to show the the the, uh, the accident uh, by mounting the cameras on on the on the right on the right. What I'm saying is, but like, but it's not so. Like, think about a movie like The Seven Ups, which most people don't even know. Right, right. Oh. You clearly know they're in New York City, and then they're on the the doing the Taconic the Taconic Parkway. Like, I mean, even if okay. So for those people who don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the movie The Seven Ups. We'll wait. Okay, good. So now you're back. So the thing is, like, that scene where they're on the Taconic, they go from the city to where they are on the Taconic too fast. There's no possible way you could get there in that amount of time covering that much distance because of where it was shot. But if you're not from New York City, you don't know that. Right. You just know they're on a road. I mean, people from the city who drive the Taconic know 100%, like, well, there's no way they went that far that fast that quickly. This is, right. that's, there's a cut. But... The thing is, you clearly know they're in the city well, the when is, they leave the city. You can see, you can, but the thing is, that, and again, I, I, I've told you this many times. I, I when I was working uh, in, in my job, what I would every every Monday it seemed like I had to go to the city for my right, for right. my National Guard thing, and I had to come down to Taconic about about a mile or so before the 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 the, the big the big crash. Now. The one thing that you know that it's New York is the road signs are pretty big on the Taconic, and you can see that it says Ossining Route 133. So you you know if you're a New Yorker, you know exactly where the where where the crash takes place. But I'm coming down, and we're all the cars are all stopped, and I'm about maybe a couple of hundred yards from the exit on the on the the northbound side. I'm on the southbound side, and then all you see. There's lights everywhere and what have you. The next thing you see is a car careening over the, the there's like a rise. And he hits, and there's a truck in the, mm -hmm. in the, and he, the car goes right underneath the truck. Boom! Right? And they, no explosions, no nothing. They stop. And then the police on my side wave us all through. And I didn't know it was the movie called The Seven Ups until about a year or so later, we're watching this movie, and I think it's a pretty good movie to be perfect. Yeah, it's I just, like the Seven Ups. It's the follow up to the French Connection well, and the French Connection two, two. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're basically the same thing. And sure enough, there it is. And that made the movie for me. I mean, I, the movie could be grade Z, but I was there. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying things like that. So there's nothing to tell you that it's New York City. So, um, 
the the thing is with the the brain the the brain that wouldn't die. Um, Dad has the old Alpha video, which is like the cheapest like dollar do, you know dollar ninety nine release of this thing with like the most you know cheesy looking colorized artwork and whatever from it. Um, they actually Synapse Films actually put out the eighty five minute running time version that has the full stripper catfight and the extra gore. That must be what's in the 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 oh, extra yeah. cut, right? And then back in twenty fifteen, Shout Factory released a high definition. Uh, the uncut film in high def from the original uh, film negatives. Uh, Why, I don't know. But they did. They went back and did all that work to get it done. I'm not sure how much better the film could look because I don't know if the film stock is any better. I mean, I know the process. But what most people know this movie from, and I wish I was kidding, it's episode number 513 of Mr. Shine 33000. It's the first uh, movie which was watched by Mike Nelson as he replaced Joel as the main character. So there's always the debate, are you a Mike or a Joel guy? And you're not supposed to be a Mike guy, but a lot of people are. I am. Um, but this is where Joel Robinson, a.k.a. Joel Hodgkins, who's the actual uh, game, and this is where Jan and the Pan nickname for the lead character came from. So you hear that. Luke says it all the time. And I told Luke we're doing a brain thing one day. Like, oh, Jan and the Pan. <laughs> Everyone says it. Now, to give you an idea, back when we did the um, Bring Back Misty, the Kickstarter, where we raised how many millions of dollars. My, my dad remembers this. We were going crazy, right? They had a poll ranking um, all the best, uh, what they thought was the best um, Misty's of all time. This actually ranked number 23 out of all of them, the 100 and whatever episodes there are. Um, it's, it's one of the most beloved episodes for that reason. One, it's Mike's first episode, so it's, people love it that. But it's, it is, but this is really probably the only way most people nowadays have ever seen this movie. Because to be honest with you, I mean, the, the, the posters got the, the head with the, right, in the pan. No, it, it, it does what it says on the tin. It's just that this movie doesn't have, uh, when you start watching this, the stuff with Jan is great. The stuff with her and the monster, or I should say, the, the creature in the, in the closet and and Kurt are. That's the best part. The stuff with Bill makes you roll your eyes because she's like, oh god, like I'd rather have more of her talking or her controlling this thing. Or what if she controlled the monster, the, the creature, and he broke out and started killing people? Like that's so much more interesting than Bill, like. Oogling these women, like just right. like so creep, it's, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. He's so creepy. Creepy. Right. Yeah. But be that as it may, um, the, we picked. I mean, I picked this movie for February, you know, right around Valentine's Day, because it is. He does do this out of love. I mean, he he forgets how to drive and and basically murders his uh, fiance, then puts her head in a pan and adds juice to it, and that juice brings her back. Um, although the juice, we can't tell the color exactly. It is. I don't know. It's probably not neon green though. That probably no, was all. No, I said, look like coffee. It's it's a, it's a joke, Ted. The, the, in Reanimator, it's neon green. <laughs> neon the stuff green, they bring them back it, with, yeah. right? Um, and really, without this movie, we wouldn't have the reanimators and stuff. I know people will say reanimators just Frankenstein. The reanimators a lot of this movie too. And right. again, a lot of Frankenstein here. But when well, you the- look at like a movie like Reanimator and the sequels that come after, right? There's a lot of B movies from the fifties and the sixties. Right. Yeah. In it. And that has to do with the fact that, like, with Stuart Gordon loved those kind of movies and, like, even um, Brian Musina, you know, kind of thing with the producer and stuff. This is the kind of stuff they grew up on. And this movie has influences there. We have – often what will happen is in pop culture, you'll see um, things where it will be, like, you know, a head in a dish and the head will talk and it has all tubes. It's literally this movie. It's this right. where it's from. Because there's no other – there's no – there's no – hmm. 
There's no Frankenstein movie from Hammer, I'm trying to think, where there's a head that talks. No. There's not. No. There's heads in, in, in tubes, and not tubes, there's heads in jars, like... Right. Uh, and, and, what is it? Frankenstein must be destroyed. He literally is carrying the head in in the uh, in the hat in the hat case, and then drops it in the giant vat of water. Right. But there's no other movie where the head is talking, let alone is the main character of the film. So uh, it is not. It's it's okay. It I don't love this movie, but I think it has qualities. I think maybe people overlooked. I don't think this falls in the category of like monolith monsters we talked about back in January, where monolith monsters is a movie people haven't seen because like it's rocks falling, but the science is good and right. it all makes sense. Yeah. This movie has holes, holes big enough to drive a convertible through sometimes, but like the parts that are good are really good. And if you had, I'm again I'm not trying to be mean because I'm not an actor myself, but like the stuff where he's if you would just kind of like I don't know made it more believable, the stuff where he's out looking for her or maybe spent a little more money i don't know like maybe I, again and again if this was all shot in and around tarrytown in the in the 60s right like i mean i know they're shooting in the in the in the, the suburbs they're not shooting in like downtown tarrytown right. back then kind of thing right because now tarrytown looks nothing like this it's all like buildings right. and roads and stuff right but like it's just kind of funny it's like okay you're kind of just shooting on streets you're kind of just shooting on whatever so like the street should look good the cars look fine the way this is like there's some really good parts but it's like Overall, people won't remember that. They just remember kind of being like, "Wow, that monster yeah. looks like whatever." That's is this is nuts. Yeah, you think you see them, but the monster only happens in the last couple of minutes. Right, that but, you see. but that's but, what you people stays in your head because yeah. you're like well, the last no, thing you see. Right, you, you think about when. That's why I said when the head. Is, you'll, I always thought the head was towards the end of the movie, yeah. and it's not. It's 20, 20 minutes in and an eighty-two minute movie. My my take on this was again, I had never seen it, and. A lot of times, you ask me to watch movies that I've seen, and I, if I had had an opinion of it uh, to begin with, I, I'm, I'm either trying to justify my opinion or to change it so that when we discuss it, right. you know, I'm, I've got a little more, little more um, accuracy of of of, uh, of what's going on. But I, I don't believe I, as I said, I don't, I, I knew this movie had a big head, and I knew it had something at the end, and I didn't remember. But I'm watching this movie, and to be perfectly honest, Bill, to me, is, it, I mean, there are other guys in other movies that are, that leer at women mm -hmm. and what have you, but he's doing this not out of uh, love for, for his wife. When, once he sees, again, I don't know what her, what her figure looked like, because you don't see it, except she's fully dressed. Yeah, and well, she's also got like, but, a lab coat on but, and stuff. Wait, but his eyes get to be as big as, as as quarters watching these other women. And you can see the look on his face. He's almost like licking his lips. And that's that got me because I this is it's so potentially typical of you know someone who's he's got he's got a, a, a an idea in mind and then it gets changed. I mean if he had picked up if he had picked up uh not let's say an ugly woman but a plain Jane, right? And 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 was going to because she was she was he, she was not uh, uh, no she, nobody knew she was going to be missing or what have you, would that have worked? No, this thing here in the middle of the picture, you've got at least fifteen minutes of beautiful women 
yeah. to look at. Well, that also, okay, that, that, but it's AIP, and AIP knew that their movies, so AIP was knew they were not making A pictures, they're making B pictures, they're making double feature pictures, they're making drive-in pictures, yeah. they're making pictures for uh, teenage, you know, uh, teenagers out on a date, right. they're making whatever, they, and, they want butts in seats. And what know? I got to tell you, if you're a 15, 16 year exactly, old, yeah. and you got, and you got, to, and this is 1960, right, and you got to look at, how many was there, that was five, six, seven, eight women in basically as, as little clothes yeah, as you yeah. could have. In, in states mean, of undress. You're sitting there, you're sitting there with your buddies and, whoa, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what the whole thing is. So anyway, folks, um, you know, have you seen this? I mean, are, is your only exposure literally on episode 513? Is that the only exposure, which most of us probably have? Um, I've seen it, I saw this movie before I ever saw it on Misty. Actually, that's not true. I probably saw it all the way through on Misty before I ever saw the movie all the way through, but I knew about this movie because... Again, this is just a very famous poster, nonetheless. The poster itself right. is very famous. Just Jan's head in the pan with all the tubes around her. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know what you think. Have you seen it? Is this one of your favorites? I mean, is this a movie that you remember seeing? Is this something you watched on? Like, Because I guarantee you this made some rotation at some point with like movies that are, I don't want to say public domain, but it could be public domain. Like Night of the Living Dead's public domain, stuff like that. And they will show these movies at Halloween time on channels where they don't have rights to things. And they're like, oh, let's just put these out there. And that's because if Alpha Video put it out, means that it had to be at some point be in the public domain because they didn't yep. pay for anything. So... Anyway, folks, that about wraps up the, uh, the what do you call it? So we want to do is, I was going to do, um, I know we had talked about doing another episode just on feedback and stuff, but I don't have a lot of feedback for any one particular movie. Now, there is feedback that came in um, that John LeMay and I uh, kind of talked, but let's talk about here. I want to talk about where, where to go. I had it. Um, that's Dracula AD 72. Um, and then, okay. So, Big Monster on Campus. This one's from Luke, right? So, this is from Monster on the Campus. Right. Okay. So, it says, uh, that was a quick and fun film. Uh, oh, sorry. It says, Big Monster on Campus. Oh, this is Jack. Excuse me. I take that back. This is not Luke. This is Jack. I can no, This is Jack Bond. That was a quick and fun film. I knew only a bit about coelacants. When I saw the movie's, the movie's version, my first thought was to wonder if that if that was a story about the, the one that got away. Uh, is that what happened with the prop department ordering a 50-gallon drum of rubber and deciding to use it all? Uh, but then I looked it up, and coelacans uh, can get up to six feet long, so score one for Jack Arnold. I told you, Jack Arnold's yeah, got to have some good. science in there, right? My next joke would have been uh, that the very university wanted one and that they they were uh, hunted to extinction, but the article says that they were nearly that, that nearly what happened. So it's not very funny to joke that they were hunted to extinction when it actually they were. So I still need a weird comment to make. Hey, what if it wasn't a coelacanth? I mean, obviously it is. A movie, a movie scientist who knows more than I do identified it. But what if it wasn't, wasn't always? What if before it was a coelacanth, it was a lizard or a mammal injected with a de-evolutionary de fluid? Yes, I'm suggesting our coelacanth may be all of them everywhere to be the byproduct of secret mad science labs somewhere fronting the, uh, front, fronting the Indian Ocean. A large mammal, say German Shepherd, is given a massive overdose to turn it back <laughs> that far. It still has enough unused fluid in it. Uh, you see, you can you can say it was stuffed in its gills to affect the scientist and the dog. Maybe Universal Mon Universal's Monster Universe should have tried to, to begin with Dracula the Mummy, but with uh, Paula the Ape Woman and and the Talbot Scholarship for the study of glands, and slowly we find that Dracula. 
has always has also been looking into turning animals into humans and vice versa for his own uh, purposes, at least since Dr. Mir- uh, Mirkal in The Murders in the Room Org. Jack. Hey, Jack is just poking fun, obviously, there at some of this stuff. Um, he also says, uh, I wasn't, uh, I was, uh, uh, I would have been smart for me to cut and paste the word coelacanth after the second time I had to type it. Because uh, is a long word. is whatever. So uh, that's pretty funny, though. And Jack's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, The Monster on the Campus is one of those things that I don't think that movie's almost never on. It's never right. shown. Right. Luke always remembers it because it's like it's the monster with the plaid shirt. Right. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's it's Jack Arnold. It's got good science to it to an extent. And then it gets kind of crazy. But that's part of the whole, you know, lore of Jack Arnold movies. You know, I... I'm surprised that uh, uh, again was that you, those were his movies were were they universally universal releases or were, yeah. they, were they mostly you know come as come can because I I would I would be surprised it not, that they haven't put a Jack Arnold uh, compendium together you know oh his movie you know why because they all came out individually. That's what I mean. See, the thing is, I wonder. But it all. I don't. Universal doesn't own them anymore. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because that's remember. That's the problem now. Is now things are coming out with ship on like not ship on demand, um, print on demand like those kind of things like the um, Amazon has them like the right. like yeah. the like this Paramount and uni- right. whatever MGM like those like those like on demand things where you you order the movie like Veron the Unbelievable you have to order it and then it says we'll take 2 to 3 days why because they got to make one yeah. you know and some of these things are in the vault and they're not they're not mass releases and stuff I think that's why, because I don't think anyone, any one company necessarily still owns yeah. all the rights. Because if when you think about putting all of his movies together, oh, Creature Black Lagoon alone right. I mean, is the big selling do, point on that thing. They, so they, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, but they would tarantula. Be, I mean, it would be uh, incredible. You know, yeah, all those different things. So it's you know, it's just it's I don't say funny, but it's it's. It has a lot to do, I guarantee you, with rights, which is sure. why, you know, which, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, um, there are movies that, like, that we got a, that we got How to Make a Monster is because AIP owned whatever rights. Right. But we will never, ever, ever get, I was seeing where I was seeing Frankenstein coming to Blu-ray because the wife of the guy who owned the stuff, she 100% will yeah. never let it come out. It's right. like, and that's, see, the thing is, to, to me, you think, like, well, how can they make money? They won't, though. Because who wants to see that movie? Anybody who wants to see the movie has some bootleg, bootleg you know, gray, gray market copy like is out there. And okay, but you know, we think of that because we are collectors of physical media. That would be really great to have it. Most people don't, don't care. They yeah. just don't care. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right about the, about the, the the distribution rights or something like that. And that's why you don't have a complete Harryhausen set because there was some of the movies were done in, but in Columbia. Uh, and some of them are they like well the um, one million uh, BC is is uh, um, Hammer, you know. Right. So so get in. But again, I, I that was just a thought because I like his movies. Yeah. No. No. It all may, and it all makes sense. That I'm not saying yeah. that that's not. But the problem is, as always, it is so much about the right. So we talk about this, like the Cecil B. DeMille movies. That are never that are not available on Blu-ray yeah. because his estate owns whatever and and it's but it's as simple as this. You're like, well, but the estate owns this movie, but they don't own the music. The music's owned by this guy. Yeah. And if you can't have the music, WKRP in Cincinnati comes to mind. You cannot cut the music out right. of like a movie, like a Cecil B. the Mill movie, because right. what are you going to do? Just you know, kind of doesn't make any sense. That's why literally. That's what holds up a lot of releases. Yeah. And, it, and, and and it seems like, oh, well, why, why are they fighting over this stuff? Because that's what people are. 
The people, some people are just petty. Some people think there's no market for it. Some people are somehow they think honoring the, their dead relative by making sure they make no money off of them. I don't know. Whatever. If anyone wants to make money off of me, that's not a problem. Like when I'm dead, you can like, make money off me. It's not a big deal. You know what I think, right? But the whole thing is that that's probably why it is. And I mean, a Jack Arnold collection with the Creature Black Lagoon have to be in there, sure. right? But like that's a that's Universal, one of their babies. Yeah, that, like they, they don't they don't. So it would have to be Universal. They aren't lending that to somebody, right? You know, and again, that was just yeah. a thought. No, no, no. But I, it's but but the the sci-fi set we just finished up when we yeah. did Monolith Monsters, they had a bunch of Jack Arnold stuff in there, right? So those have actually all I think every um. I think every single one of them has now come out on a Blu-ray, with the with the with the criterion, criterion of, of the Shrinking, uh, Shrinking Man. Man. I think everyone in that set is on blue. I have to look. I could be wrong, but I think everyone now has an individual Blu-ray that came out, yeah. and those were uh, Warner Archive collections. Right. A lot of them. And the Incredible Shrinking Man aside, those are Warner Archives. You pre-ordered that thing. It arrives the day it's going to come out. It looks pristine, but you can't find that on a shelf anywhere. Because they aren't, because you know why? Because at Walmart and Target and Best Buy, there is no, like, you're not going to put, like, Tarantula on the shelf. There. No one's going to buy that. You got to put 60 million copies of Wrong Gone Wrong and, like, yeah. you know, The Last Duel. You got to have all those because that's what people are going to buy. You know, people, if you even buy v- digital media anymore. Because yeah. I did that with the virtual, right. the stuff right on Amazon when it, with it during Halloween time. I picked up them for like three ninety nine right. or whatever, yep. and it's the same that's on the Blu ray, but now I got a two ninety nine three ninety nine yeah. digital version we can watch anytime anywhere. Anywhere, right? Yeah, you know, but you, I mean, I I agree with you that yeah. what's what's I mean, your daughter, uh, by the time she's in her twenties, there will never be any more any more physical well, okay. physical stuff. Physical media, except, except in a library. Well, no, physical media will still exist because see. Again, this is why we're saying you, we live on a coast. I know we're not city people. We're on a coast. Things happen here faster than happen across the country. Eventually, down the road, you will start seeing that happen. Remember, see, when we we had dial-up, people didn't have internet. Right. Right. And, and like, I'm not saying we're better than anybody, but it's the truth. No. We had dial up and people who I knew were like, wow, internet. Wow. I have to go to the library for that. Like, yeah. and then there are still people who use AOL dial up service because they can't get, uh, you know, fast speed internet, which was one of the problems during the pandemic. People are like, like yep. people are like, well, they live on whatever that let's say they have, you know, a uh, whatever farm and they're like, yeah, I don't have high speed here. We don't have cable. We don't have, there's no wires yeah. running there. And, and that's not to be de- demeaning or degrading anybody. No, it's, it's just the truth. The, it's just the way the population right. is spread but, out. But now, as things are changing, yeah, as yeah. we are now getting to the point where things are instantaneously right. happening, well, when you see gonna... When you see the, the ads for uh, AT&T or Verizon yeah. or, or, or... Oh, you know, look where the coverages are. Right. Yeah. You, can, uh, you can see why why is there this sliver... In the middle of the in, country. Yeah. Right, yeah, or a little bit toward, a little bit more towards towards the West Coast. Well, that's the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Well, Nobody but, lives there. But, it's, but there's not just that. There's also, when you look at that, like the map, quote unquote, the, the coasts are all covered. Covered, right. right. So people sometimes have to worry about, like, well, I have to only have this cell phone. Why? Because this other company... Like, okay, so if you lived in New York City, it doesn't matter what cell phone company you have. It doesn't matter. Guess what? You have coverage. You always have coverage. It's a city. You have coverage everywhere you go. We were in, where were we? I want to say, I wasn't the Paragon. Where, where were we? We were like four, we were four stories underground. 
you and I were like way downstairs somewhere. And I'm like, I still have cell coverage here. Right. That's right. That, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, I, mean, I don't mean the subway. I mean, we were below the subway. Yeah, it was, it was a, a show that we went to. No, I don't, no, no, no. I don't know why we were down. It was something we were doing. We were going and we were, we had been down all the way well, down, whatever were, it was. The, the whole thing is we're literally four stories underground. Wasn't it that, uh, that thing that we took Haley to? No, 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 no. That wasn't underground. That was up in the air. That they, okay. they made no, that was different. We had, however it was, it was but it, no, but it was it was when I didn't even have Verizon. I had like T-Mobile service, like the worst service you could have at the time. And literally underground, I still had service. Oh, I still, right. And then now with Verizon or or AT and T or whatever, literally you have five G. You can stream faster than I can at home on your phone in a subway car underneath the city, going however many miles an hour you're going. No problem. Yeah. But that's what it is. Anyway, so enough about that stuff. Anyway, folks, so that wraps up our our love episode for Valentine's Day. Uh, up next, you're thinking like, well, we're getting to March. That means it's our anniversary. Yes, six-year anniversary this wow. March. And we are going to celebrate that by watching Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. We are going 1977 for the 45th anniversary of that movie. Now, by the way, this movie just celebrated its 60th anniversary, uh, which is or it's coming up technically. It's in May. Um, so that's crazy. 45th anniversary for Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger because we only have so many Harryhausen movies and we didn't want to kind of waste them all at one time. We did a bunch back to back. We're like, we got to slow down. So well, I think we're down to just two, right? A handful. I don't know. It may be three. We didn't do Three Words of Gulliver. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, we didn't. Yeah. I got to look into it because we definitely, we didn't do Clash of the Titans. I mean that's like well no that, that, that's not a B movie but no. it is it's Harryhausen but yeah. it's still um, and and like that you know well well it doesn't matter the whole thing is like Luke covered uh, Golden Voyage with us and we covered you know we've covered Jason the Argonauts and whatever right. so anyway so we're getting down to the nitty gritty of the Harryhausen and this one is uh, so we saved this one for anniversary this is going to be Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger so on our sixth anniversary for the March episode please make sure you watch that again so you're ready to go to hear us talk about it so Dad I think we're good on this one right uh. I, just as as one more one last time, I enjoyed this movie as as cheaply made as it was. I, as I said, I had two or three really really good belly laughs at certain scenes because uh, they they really they tickled my funny bone. And um, I, if you get a chance to see it, give it the 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 eighty two minutes. Um, you, you won't believe what you're seeing, but like Jason had said, the the uh, the talking head makes the movie mm -hmm. and it, it really ties it in and uh i'm glad you asked me to to watch yeah. it because as i said i had never seen it from beginning to end yeah all right folks so like we say around here keep those cards and letters coming and keep watching the skies this is tokyo once a city of six million people what has happened here was caused by a force which up until a few days ago was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, 
or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti. And search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Giaconetti. And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow.